Um, well, you know, I think uh, it depends on the on the particular product in question. You know, supplementation, I mean, it's a whole field of knowledge. Like, people will actually go and get master's degrees and PhDs in this sort of a thing. So I think that uh, oftentimes people will kind of reduce it to a simple question. Like, can I... Um, can I be healthy without supplements? Or do you need supplements? I mean, the question to me is sort of like similar to, do you need a car? Well, I mean, I guess technically you don't need a car in any circumstance. There's public transit and you could walk and you could take your bike, but is it the best way to do things? Well, I guess it depends on you and your worldview and, and where you live and a whole bunch of other considerations, right? I mean, you have to think through all those details. When it comes to supplementation, same. Um, if you are someone who's sitting there and is super healthy, as confirmed by uh, your body fat percentage, your ability to do things in the world, by your blood values, by you know a doctor's approval, and you don't take supplements, that's cool. I'm not sort of recommending that for someone who, who you know, doesn't have a felt need, but there's a lot of people out there who become anti-supplement and they're not healthy at all. And uh, these things are a vehicle to helping you get there. So I don't want to come off as a big supplement promoter. In fact, in my nutrition program, like my personal diet, I only take about three supplements, um, and I recommend very few to my clients. But nevertheless, I I definitely will defend them in many circumstances. Because the use of supplements depends on, on what we call a needs analysis. So we say, what do you need to accomplish? Will this supplement help meet that need? There's certain athletes that we work with that have a specific energy system that they need to improve, and they're doing it through training and through uh, a need-based supplementation. So, you know, creatine helps strengthen power athletes develop ATP more rapidly, and, you know, beta-alanine helps with uh, internal buffering of acidity or hydrogen ions, which happens, uh, they, they're produced during uh, lactic acid promoting exercise. So these are all need-based things, you know. I think sometimes people get down on supplements in general when, you know, people are just taking them sort of randomly, you know. So, oh, I'm just taking this, this, uh, this testosterone booster. Well, why are you taking that? Well, because it, it'll make me better, right? Well, do you have low testosterone? I don't know. Uh, okay, well, that's not very targeted supplementation. So I think the answer is just generally um, uh, the use of supplement uh, supplements depends on the need and the quality. Uh, generally, when we look at things like vitamins and, and minerals, I think generally the quality is, is fine, whether you get a, a more inexpensive brand versus a, a much more expensive brand. A lot of it just has to do with the branding and marketing um, but for some supplements, yeah, I mean, things like fish oil, uh, generally fish oils are pretty safe when you buy them, but there are some brands that have been found to be contaminated. So you obviously don't want to take those. So I, I think, you know, there's probably a range of quality that's like in the middle of the price range that uh, that's probably good. And the fact of the matter is there's education on this everywhere across the web where you can actually dig in and start looking. You know, there's consumer reviews where they actually independently walk into uh, nutrition supplement stores, pull supplements off the shelf, and test them, and then report their results on the website. So there's places where you can find out information about quality, you know, and, uh, and you know, the other thing is if people can come to our website, for example, because we have a, a public a community with about a hundred thousand members, uh, where people are talking about this stuff every day. Wow. 
Okay. Oh, good. Thank you for letting me <laughs> going on a little bit. Uh, I oh, yeah, no, fair. no worries. I know it, it, it always comes up with this particular talk because, um, because there are some supplement interventions here that we use for a few weeks post-injury, and uh, we use them with, with, with our athletes, and I, I personally use them myself if, if I ever you know, get into an injury situation, which I had one this summer. I, I personally train track and field, and uh, I'm a sprinter. And so this summer I, uh, I had a hamstring injury, and like I told my friends, you know, the minute the minute I felt it, I knew what I was going to do, be doing for the next four weeks. I was going to be icing and elevating four or five times a day. I was going to be rubbing on my uh, my uh, my tremeal. I was going to be going to ART sessions, and I was going to be taking a handful of pills. <laughs> and uh, that's just that's that's the trigger. Injury happens. Go at it hard. Get rid of it quickly. Feel better soon. Oh, excellent points there. Very excellent point. And just even from your own experience, you can see that it's multifaceted, so it's not just uh, we can give it whatever word we want, modality that you're kind of mm. taking on. You've done some self-care with the, uh, you know, the el- icing and elevation and kind of self-massage or whatever you want to call it. You went and got help from an, another expert in the area, and then mm. you kind of took the things like supplements that can end up assisting you in recovering from the process. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's there's another sort of grouping of supplements that I call super recovery nutrients. And uh, it's a, a combination product available that contains uh, arginine, which is an amino acid, glutamine, another amino acid, and HMB, which is uh, basically a derivative of the amino acid leucine. And in the specific amounts, arginine 7 grams, glutamine 7 grams, and HMB 1.5 grams, research has shown that this uh, stimulates protein synthesis, collagen deposition, wound healing, um, a bunch of great benefits. And during injury recovery, these things are really important from two fronts. The first front is the actual repair of the injury. The second front is the anti-catabolic effects. When someone gets injured and they exercise regularly or they're an athlete, what happens? Well, they stop training. And so when you stop training, you start losing muscle pretty quickly. Um, And your adaptation goes in the other direction. So I I really like this super recovery uh, stack, if you want to call it that, because not only does it help return to function uh, more quickly, but it also helps prevent the loss of the good tissue that you built up that wasn't injured, that's just sort of muscle mass and functionally adapted tissue. And so you don't, when you get back to your sport or you get back to the gym, you're not uh, starting from a place further behind where you need to be. So um, I think EAS has a product called Muscle Armor that contains this. And with some of our NFL athletes, that's in particular what we use. Um, and it contains the arginine, glutamine, and HMB, and we just go with that sort of stack, if you will, of super recovery nutrients, you know, on top of some good, smart eating decisions. You know, I think generally, you know, when injury strikes, if you're under eating in terms of calories, uh, then you're going to have slower healing. So you definitely need a good, varied diet, which has plenty or sufficient calories. You don't need to eat as much as you would if you were training, but you definitely need to eat more than if you were not training at all. So you think of the spectrum. Not training at all would be sort of a low-calorie intake. Training hard, a high-calorie intake. During injury, it's somewhere between those two because injury can actually speed up your basal metabolic rate by 15 to 50% depending on the injury, which is a huge jump. So 
you want to make sure you're eating enough. So, you know, we, we just generally have some rules, like eat every four hours or so during the day. So maybe you're going to eat four times, five times a day, so three meals and a couple of snacks. Um, you're, you should have complete protein with each of those meals, fruits and veggies with each of those meals. You know, focus on your fats. Get the high omega-3 and the monounsaturated fats, some with each meal. And carbohydrates, these you can cut back on a little because you're not training, but you should still have a small amount of unprocessed with each meal. And if you shoot for that, so you, you, know, you say, okay, I got injured. I'm going to start with my diet. I'm going to make sure I get enough calories. Then I'm going to make sure I get good fats. The, the anti-inflammatory fats, and I'm going to decrease the pro-inflammatory ones. And then I'm going to focus on my vitamins and minerals, and then my super recovery nutrients, and maybe throw in some of these anti-inflammatory things. It makes a, a big difference. Okay. Okay. And um, so then something like this, and you mentioned it, talking about your personal experience, was you're not taking this forever, you're you're no. taking this for a period of time. Yeah, this is like four weeks post injury, basically. So for about a month, mm-hmm. and I'll give you I'll give you a really clear example. And and you know I, I I talk about this type of stuff in a seminar that I give, and I usually lead off with a story about one of my athletes. Um, for those of you familiar with the UFC, George St Pierre is a client of mine, and. For those of you not familiar with who he is, he's the welterweight champion of the UFC and you know consistently ranked top two pound-for-pound pound best mixed martial artists in the world. Um, and so I, I actually have the text he sent me from back in 2009 when he told me he, he had a surgery scheduled in a week, and he asked me how he should be preparing nutritionally. And, um, you know, George at that time was dealing with some uh, some – sort of scar tissue build up on his elbows and so he was getting that removed and so he went in for a surgery which is fundamentally a very acute injury right so whether it happens when fighting or when playing football or when going under the surgeon's knife you're getting it you're about to get injured what do you need to do so i actually even give the the protocol that we gave george um and to to make it really really simple because I've given about 15, a list of 15 different things today. So which, you know, which, which should you do? All of them? I always get annoyed when I go to seminars where people talk about 50 different supplements, and you're like, so do I have to go buy like 50 bottles of things to follow this guy's advice? So I'll give you exactly what we did with George, okay? Uh, to start off with, he follows a pretty, pretty good diet, probably better than most people, because we actually have a, a chef who cooks uh, meals for him each day. So he gets three high-quality meals each day, and then he drinks two what we call super shakes. So this is, this is actually his, his baseline diet. Um, it's, uh, it's, you know, three meals, two super shakes, a good calorie load, very health-promoting, great for injury recovery as well. So that's what we start with. So he's already doing that. Okay, so post-surgery for four weeks, he's eating this great diet, and then we just gave him a basic, and this is uh, for the Canadians listening in, a Quest multivitamin, which you can find at you know, Shoppers Drug Mart or local drugstore slash pharmacy. Uh, so Quest multivitamin, one capsule two times a day. Then there's a product called Curcumin, which is by a, a company called Biotest that we use sometimes, and we did two caps of that two times per day. Then there's a product called Flame Out from that same company, which is a, a, a fish oil. 
he did three capsules two times per day. And then we used the EAS muscle armor, which was one scoop uh, two times per day. And that was it. So basically he ate a good diet and he had four supplements to take. Uh, and in the morning with his breakfast and in, in the evening with his dinner, he took the multi, the curcumin, which is the turmeric we talked about, the flame out, which is the fish oil, and the muscle armor, which is the arginine, glutamine, and HMB. And he did that for four weeks. And, um, you know, recovery was great. Now, I'm not going to attribute it all to what we did nutritionally because he had a great medical team and the whole deal. But um, the, uh, the, I, want, I just wanted to show how simple it is to actually do this, to put together a really, really logical, straightforward plan. And, you know, he also did his ice and his elevation and his stretching and his light activation to induce blood flow and his ART and all the other smart things that you do when you're recovering from an injury. But then he also took it one extra step and, and worked on the nutrition. Cool, very cool. So we've we've kind of talked about the uh, you know the injury side of things. So you know what you can do you know nutritionally when an injury comes on. Now, looking at the prevention side of things, um, is there nutritionally what we can do? in order to kind of prevent injury? You know, it's, it's actually an interesting area, and, and there's not nearly as much research on prevention as there is for, um, for recovery. Um, however, what we've looked at a couple of different things specifically, and one of the, the highest correlates uh, in the research community anyway between um, a ligament, ligament injury, especially in the knee, like ACL stuff, um, in athletes, and particularly we see these types of injuries in female athletes the most, the biggest correlate is uh, too few calories consumed. And I think the reason for that is that uh, when too few calories are consumed, too few nutrients are consumed, vitamins and minerals. So we're not sure what the exact nutrients are that uh, these women or athletes in general are deficient in that are causing the injuries. But there's probably multiple nutrient deficiencies that lead to these injuries. And like we talked about, you know, all of these permissive things like A, B, C, D, calcium, copper, iron, etc. Um, I think all of these, if they're deficient, your risk for injury and, and slow healing once you do get injured um, is worse. So I think there's not necessarily any supplements you can take per se, but I think generally the idea is that you don't want to be under eating on calories and you certainly don't want to be deficient in vitamins and minerals. And while I say that, and a lot of people may be listening in saying, oh yeah, yeah that's, I'm probably cool with that. The truth is the North American population is tremendously bad with nutrient deficiencies. Um, I, there was a study done not too long ago looking at athletes who generally have a high calorie diet and high calories usually mean more nutrients. So this is a population where you expect to find the least nutrient deficiencies. And I think it was uh, 90 athletes, and they did three days of dietary record uh, on each. So 90 times three is like 270 diets. And uh, there wasn't a single diet on there, single day of intake, that wasn't deficient in something. So it was like 100% efficacy and being deficient and um, oh, wow 
that is, unless someone's very proactive about their nutritional intake, I guarantee they have a host of deficiencies. I'm, I'm almost certain of it. So I think, you know, injury prevention means doing what you probably should be doing for cardiovascular disease prevention and diabetes prevention and building muscle and having less body fat, which is eat the right amount of calories but not too much, but make sure that the foods you choose are whole, unprocessed, full of vitamins, minerals, because, you know, we can only eat so many calories in a day. In fact, there's some cool research showing that, on average, humans uh, tend to be full and not want to eat any more, sort of when you, when you look at the entire day, with about three to four pounds of food. So generally, if you sort of you know, take a population average, it's about three to four pounds of food each day that we eat, and not anymore. So if we're choosing three to four pounds of food that's really rich in vitamins and minerals, then we're probably going to be okay. But if we're choosing three to four pounds of food that is really deficient in minerals, we're not going to make up for it by eating another three pounds of food. So we're just going to be deficient. So it's something to sort of keep in mind, like how can I make small positive choices in the right direction to getting more nutrients in my food, in my three to four pounds a day? And if you can start doing that, then your calories will probably take care of themselves. And, uh, and, I mean, body weight and body fat is a good barometer of caloric intake anyway. If you're gaining weight, then you're taking in more than you need. And if you're losing it, you're taking in less than you need. And, um, you know, then, then the rest is nutrients. So that's kind of how we do prevention. It's just make sure we're not deficient in stuff and make sure we're getting enough calories. And if we can do that, then prevention is a lot easier. Awesome. Very interesting. I, I, never, had, I never heard about the... Um Lack of caloric intake is a risk or is a factor when it comes to female ACL injuries. Very interesting. And so, kind of getting near the end of the interview, was there any kind of last minute, you know, things that you'd like to share to the listeners? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, just in general, you know, I think this topic is super interesting. And, you know, we talked about a lot of things, a lot of different interventions and a lot of relationships. And I really, really like people to try and keep this as simple as possible. If uh, people listening in are fitness professionals, I'd like for them to think about, okay, what happens next time a client goes for a surgery or next time a, a client uh, experiences an injury? Are you just going to say, good luck, go see a, a professional? Um, and sort of wash your hands of it? Or is there a way that you can start to build in these recommendations? Because the truth is I have met very few uh, rehab professionals who know this stuff and very few medical professionals who know this stuff. So if you're not talking about this with your clients, then I don't think anyone else is either. So thinking about as a fitness pro what your plan is going to be. What are you going to recommend? What nutrients are you going to ask your clients to take to help speed up this or recommend or suggest? And how are you going to make it easy for them? Because I think listing, you know, 15 different nutrients for them is going to be the surest way to get them to do nothing. So uh, like I, I talked about with George, the idea was what are the fewest things that tackle the most important objectives, which are preventing deficiency, managing inflammation, and then sort of speeding up the laying down of new tissues. And in, in that case, it was just four basic things. And in the case of George, I ordered them myself and just sent them to him and said, okay, here, you're going to receive four bottles of things. I want you to take this amount with 
breakfast and this amount with dinner. I made it super easy for him, and he did it. So, you know, as a fitness pro, I think that's how we have to frame all of this stuff. What can I do the next time a client gets injured or goes for a surgery? Uh, what am I going to recommend? Because if you don't have a plan now, you won't have a plan then either, and you don't want to ad hoc it. Um, and then for those listening in who may have experienced injuries and probably will again, think about what your strategy is going to be. I know when I get an injury, I know what my exact strategy is going to be. I know what I'm going to do the first minute I get home. I know what I'm going to do, you know, four times a day from there on. And uh, it just I just get in autopilot mode. So, you know, dealing with nutrition and exercise, a lot of us focus on physiology almost exclusively. And this stuff is pretty cool. And that's kind of why we got into this in the first place, maybe because we like the science. But I think the uh, real important takeaway is how can you make it usable? How can you make it practical so that human beings will do it? And that's, that's kind of what I specialize in with, with my coaching uh, and our certification and all that sort of a thing. And that's something that I challenge everyone who's listening in to think about. How can you make this usable so that someone can do it, uh, not just some interesting piece of information that sits on your shelves and never gets used? Excellent points. Excellent points. So, John, where can people get more information about uh, about you and your services and uh, your certification and everything you uh, and your team have to offer? Well, it's really easy. Actually, if people pop over to visit our website at precisionnutrition.com, uh, so it's P-R-E-C-I-S-I-O-N, precisionnutrition.com, uh, you can find us on a Google search, or you can hit the URL directly. And uh, actually, one of the best resources that people can get started with is right on our homepage. At the very bottom of our homepage, there's four little icons or graphics, and um, we have uh, four free five-day courses. So basically, they're, they're five-day video courses, which are as good as any seminar that I've ever been to. And um, and one is uh, fat loss for men, one is for women. We have one for fitness professionals. We have one for athletes. So instead of kind of just randomly trying to wade through the site, which you can certainly do if you want, but there's 500 articles and it'll take you a while, I always recommend starting with the free five-day course that best suits you because, uh, like I say, it's totally free. It's, it's as good as any seminar that you've seen in the areas, and uh, it gives some real usable steps that you can put put into practice right away. So precisionnutrition.com is the place to go. Awesome. Thank you very much, John, for sharing your information, um, amazing information. I think this is definitely excellent, and I know um, the listeners are really going to enjoy it. So thank Great, you very no much problem. for your time. And, no, you're uh, welcome. We- thanks, thanks for giving me the opportunity to share this information. I love it. Okay. And thank you listeners for listening. Make sure you, uh, you know, leave a comment and let us know what you think of the interview or if you have any questions. And uh, so this is Rick Casales from Exercises for Injury signing off saying thank you very much and we will see you on the blog and talk to you soon. Bye-bye.